You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast, comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. My name's Jordan Liu. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Glad we could all make it tonight. Oh, well, almost all of um, us. We, we might want to head to our basements. There's a storm brewing around town. Sounds pretty serious. Michael got a head start on us. He headed down to his basement. <laughs> There's a storm coming, and a water yell is right. Great movie, Cliff. I haven't watched Tombstone for a while. Tombstone? That's not what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? There's a storm coming. I'm breaking. Take shelter. Oh, no, that's tell them hell's coming. Or, oh, I'm, yeah. You know, I don't know. Something, something like, like that. Yeah. Hell's coming with me or something like that. No, the storm one is the that scene with Michael Shannon and Take Shelter where he yells at that bingo hall full of people that aren't actors. It was like a bunch of people in Ohio that they just went in and filmed the screen and Michael the scene and Michael Shannon went nuts and scared the hell out of these mm. people. <laughs> it was great. It's mm. great. Anyway, I sent you a message this week, Jordan, all of you guys. I sent a message yesterday, a trailer dropped, and I said if I had a Nick Cage podcast, this would be a banner day. Yeah, I saw that popping up around the internet. A new Nicolas Cage movie, Pig? Is that is it just called Pig? Is that it? Yeah, I believe it's called yeah. Pig. I'm looking for a truffle pig. Someone stole I don't understand. Tell me you are. You made the right choice being out there in the woods. There's nothing here for you anymore. There's really nothing here for most of us. Buy yourself a new pig. What are you thinking? I remember every meal I ever cooked. I remember every person I ever served. You live your life for them. And they don't even see you. You don't even see yourself. We don't get a lot of things to really care about. Who has my pig? seen people call it john wick with a pig instead of a dog but that it doesn't seem like an action movie it seems more like a low-key you know dealing with the past he was wow. like a prize we're gonna do that in a minute loki yeah we're gonna talk about loki dealing with the past yeah. we're all about connections here at kpp but yeah he's, he was like a world-class chef or something and now he lives in the woods with his truffle hunting pig and somebody stole it so he has to go back to civilization to rescue his pig. How about yeah? It? The trailer. I just, watched, I just watched it, and the trailer looked like one of those weird TV commercials that you don't understand what they're selling. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> truffles. They're selling truffles. Yeah. Truffles. It's where it's at. <laughs> so. Nicholas Cage Central here. Uh, late night cage fight. These are the guys we've talked about them before. They are reviewing two Nicolas Cage movies at a time and picking the winner. And that goes on in a format. So they're, they're going to try to watch every Nicolas. He puts out about four years. I don't know how they'll ever get done. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he keeps adding new ones. But uh, yeah, NickCageFight.com. You can find those. And they are into what they're calling the golden age of Cage. 
So they're into the 90s right now. Mm. But some of those early 80s movies, he was just working for Francis Ford Coppola and was like a bit player in some of these movies. And like was these are not you know the best movies, but here in the '90s we're getting into the real meat of his career, and the most recent one was Guarding Tess versus mm. It Could Happen to You. So they put the two comedies together. Oh, those are those are yeah. both something. I always liked It Could Happen to You. I did too. So Rosie Perez on yeah. uh, Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> Bridget Fonda. Yeah, Bridget Fonda. Yeah. So yeah, they're on their way toward eight millimeter and snake eyes and and face off and uh, <laughs> what do you call it, uh, con air? Like yeah, the 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 epitome of Cage is coming up soon. So and you should check them out. And this most recent one, he tells you how you can get a free late night Cage fight sticker mm. just for sharing some of their posts. So they, they'll mail you a sticker. Uh, Rosie's white man can't jump, but isn't she in? Yeah, that's what I thought. That movie, yeah, I was yeah. still thinking that's not right, but I, yeah. I do remember he, she was what was she his girlfriend and? You know what? It sounds it like you need a... this podcast. I do. I'm all messed up. You need to recap. White man can't jump. That that she's on Jeopardy, but I yeah. was thinking she was in. in that sounds right. Yeah, she. I. I. You're correct because she. She is married to Nick Cage. And he tells the waitress as a tip, if he wins, he'll give her half of the the winnings from the lottery ticket. And Rosie yeah, Perez, that doesn't that doesn't make her very happy. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's good. So what computer problem? <laughs> See, I figured Michael would be here to commiserate with me because you, Seth, you just had computer problems hmm. logging in tonight. Michael had a whole journey today where he bought a computer with the wrong, the, the wrong, wrong charger attached yeah. to it. So I thought we could all just we could all uh, have a pity yeah. party about how our computers aren't working. Well, I had my software I use, the point of sale software I use to sell comic books is 15 years old, and every year or two I would I would have to renew the license. Mm-hmm. It would pop up a red screen would pop up. You have to renew the license. Call this phone number. And every time that popped up, I thought, oh, no, this software is very old. Let's hope this number still works. <laughs> so the last time I called, they said, uh, this has reached its end of life. We are no longer supporting that software. But we will give you a code to unlock it. That way mm. you'll, you'll never have to get a new license again. It'll work forever, but it mm. just won't, it won't, there won't be any updates or you won't, you won't have you're, to. And you're thinking, I never upgrade anything anyway. No, exactly. It's always going to work. Exactly. So. The computer I'm using isn't even hooked up to the to the internet. It is just a it's just a point a cat register. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want yeah I don't want it to get slow. I don't you know I just it, it works for what it needs to work for and that's it. Well, this the last update was like May of last year when the world went crazy. Mm. So they sent me a link and a download, and since I, my computer's not hooked up to the internet, I did it on my other computer put it on a thumb drive. I'm like, I can use this. I'll put that in, update it. That'll work. I got to the end. I followed all the instructions, and it didn't work. I was like, oh, no. Well, no one's leaving their houses, so no one can come and help me. Mm-hmm. No one can come and help me do this. But I had a year. I had a year before the license ran out. Well, a year goes by. I, I hadn't, <laughs> up, hadn't updated it. So, And actually, the last time I called, the guy the guy remembered me. Because I had to call the last time. This guy's still using this. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you're still using this software? <laughs> he literally remembered me. That's how few customers they have on this. So I'm like, I cannot call this guy again. I can't take it. I can't be berated. By <laughs> so a year goes by. The screen pops up again. Oh, your license is almost up. Oh, no. So I, I, I couldn't. It was beyond my ability. So my brother came in. I was like, hey, can you just stop in some night and help me do this? Because he's a little more mm. in-depth with computers than I am. We spent about three hours mm. doing everything we could. We we you know, we re-downloaded it. We hooked the old computer back up to the internet and tried to run it directly from there, not on the thumb drive. And I had every folder on the computer open, and it wouldn't work. So I finally had to to, to call my IT support, uh, my my older brother's uh, guy. He's known since kindergarten. Uh, teaches at the at the career center and is a is a computer teacher basically right so he he's helped me anytime i'm well above my uh, uh well 
well above my head. So he came in, and it took him a minute. So I, I, we, we both, Jared and I both felt good. Like, we weren't stupid. We didn't, you know, it hmm. wasn't something very simple. You just, oh, you didn't click that. So it was saving one part to one file and another part to a different file. And they were, if they weren't in the same folder, it wouldn't update or something. So eventually got it figured out. But I had to call in a, a, liter, a literal teacher of the computer sciences to finally get me out. But my computer is now unlocked. Mm. It can last forever. I was gonna say another he actually, 15 he years. Was get, yeah, he was getting a little frustrated. He almost changed the date on the computer to 1921 to give me another hundred years. He was gonna, he was just gonna try and trick it and work around the, the computer because he wasn't figuring it out. But we eventually got it done. So me, me and that old DOS program are gonna ride into retirement together. Oh my gosh! Right into the black. Oh, we got it. Wow, that's pretty good. I'm glad it had a happy ending. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of antiquated computers, but um, low key <laughs> time things. What's up with this new Loki show? We're two episodes in. It's called Loki. It's called Loki, 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 Loki. It is and... just six episodes total. Well, yeah, we're only getting six. Hmm. And they now drop on Wednesdays. All, yes. all the Disney shows are going to drop on Wednesdays, and the movies on Friday. So that's yeah. that's the new Supposedly. format. Yeah, that's the new thing. Yeah, and they're they're grabbing Wednesdays because they don't need the they don't need the weekend. They're so big, we can do it on Wednesday. We don't have to compete with Netflix. We don't. They, we're just doing our own thing. And it must have worked. It said that it was their most watched. The the, the, the the first day downloads were better than Wanda or Falcon, and it said in the first week it was the most watched season premiere for D- Disney Plus in the first week. So hmm. I had kind of predicted that. I thought Loki was a fan favorite of this. So I, I and the Marvel shows have been huge with yeah. the, the general population as well. So it's no surprise to me. It's a it's a huge hit already. But... So what do you guys think? Um. I really liked that first episode. I know you had commented you felt it was the it was a little played out at first. You know they kind of well, yeah. Used quickly, that. I would just say the the aesthetic is that fifty sixties tech. You know, yeah. And I was just commenting like I like that, but I liked it the first twenty times. I yeah, saw we, it. Like, we've seen why, it a lot. It, that is a that is a thing. Like oh, mm-hmm. the Legion was like that and. Uh, I feel like did the dis- dispatches from elsewhere have that kind of aesthetic? I I can't remember, but like so bit. many but of um, these umbrella, umbrella academy. academy was the yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't yeah. watch that, but that is the go-to for this type of thing, and I I feel like it's not. It doesn't feel original. Uh, I, now some of the animation and things that they're doing add something to it, and I I I like it, but like I said, it's I'd almost like to see a different era used mm-hmm. it for this kind of kind of stuff but and and the umbrella academy is superheroes dealing with variants in the timeline and it's that you know you put a you write something or you type something out on a typewriter and put it in a pneumatic tube right. and it shoots over to the office and a secretary gets it and brings it on a tray yeah like, it's that it's madman sort of feel yeah. like an office feel and it just it has the same vibe mm. so i you know you want something a little different from marvel i guess but yeah, I had. So um, that was really my my main thing is I it didn't feel fresh in that respect. I hadn't put that together until you commented. I'd already watched the episode and I was like, okay, this is this seems like it's going to be fine. You know, I, it's not a series I was overly excited about. Like I need more Loki, um, <laughs> because I mean it, it's a character that we've been watching since Thor. And he's, you know, he was in the main villain in the Avengers, and like he's been in a, it feels like over a lot of movies over and over and over again. So it wasn't like a, a Falcon Winter Soldier thing where I felt like there was some new story to tell. Um, but I did really like the first episode. Uh, I'm gonna have to watch the second one again because there was a lot of talking and a lot of stuff going in, uh, going on in my house as I was trying to, yeah. I was yeah. trying to trying to watch and it, on the show. The show is the show. heavy heavy exposition. Yes, just tons of explaining, explaining like like ah. Uh, I know they have to. They don't. You know they only. Yeah. 
It's the only way you're going to get there. They're trying like, to. This is mainstream, and they're trying to explain this to the general audiences, which is tough. Like I, I, I think another issue I had with it, and I and I feel this is my issue, not theirs. I love the idea of the show. I never was a Doctor Who fan, even though I tried it, and mm-hmm. it it never like I made it a couple episodes. I was like, no, but this is like what I feel like I want Doctor Who to be. So I. So I do like this, but I, but there there's a I think I honestly one I've seen the aesthetic so much and two I am a time travel guy right. so I this is all of these ideas are played out in my head I have a time watch RPG that I've worked on and it's this kind of stuff and I just feel like everything they're talking about I've already <laughs> exhausted my brain thinking about and it's new to some audiences I guess but. Yeah, that's that's definitely the other thing I kept hearing it referred to. It felt very Doctor Who mm-hmm. in its structure and feeling. But yeah, that's the old Stan Lee thing. Every issue is somebody's first issue. So this show, you can't rely on them to have seen all 20 movies and Loki's character development. You've got to go back over it and at least explain the bare bones of where he is. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I, I hope people are... You know, it's not Like you said, it, it's kind of over-explaining something that's not that complicated. But I could see people being a little confused that this isn't current Loki. This is 2012 Loki. Right. right. This is he is the time variant. Uh, so in Endgame, when he stole the Tesseract, he created a new timeline that wasn't supposed to exist. And so this is the Loki. He hasn't had all that character development. He hasn't had Thor two and his 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 mother dying. Odin dying, him becoming more of a hero, bonding with Thor. He hasn't done any of that yet. So he's still the cocky 2012 villainous Loki who thinks the world revolves around him and that, you know, the Avengers, think, uh, you know, the, they're, they're just there to, to deal with him. I think they're trying to do both, though, with that because they, you're right, he is not that character, but by, but they're getting to let him he be that guy. He binge watched, he watched that it. character. He binge watched himself. <laughs> And now he is that guy. Now, now he's like, okay, yeah. Oh, my mom did. My mom died, and I like my brother. But okay, you know. So now I'm there. I am that guy again. And the, you know, I. So the, I like that. I like the fact that like the tesseract and the like. Okay, how are you going to do this? We we did Endgame. This is the biggest thing. All you know, we. How do we make. This interesting. This next step. Well, it has to dwarf everything you've already done. All so this, so now the the Infinity Stones are just paperweights to to this to this story. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're nothing. You know, we we're bi- this is the only thing that matters. All, when when things happen, yeah, we know. Okay, yeah, it's just really belittling what has come before. He really is. and that idea of it's all predestined. It all happened. It's going to happen or not happen. You know, it's already Which, decided. There's no tension or drama. To, to I have a complaint it. about that because that is not how I've ever taken that. I've seen other time travel things say that. Oh, it doesn't matter what I do. It's all predestined. That's not what I take out of that. Yes, they may. You still had free will to do. It's not like it, it, you didn't get to choose what you did. I don't. I never liked that. Well, it's all. Doesn't matter what I do, it was predestined. Like I didn't get to decide. No, you still decided what that what that was. You know, whatever you chose, that's what they will have already seen. I don't I don't know. I just it's a little scruple I have with that. It's like people act like they have no free will with what's gonna happen. No, you still chose what you're well, you as another powerful cosmic trinity once said, you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. <laughs> that's true and they know what's up those guys uh, uh, that is that uh, which one of those guys is kang <laughs> one of those uh, alex life's in a clearly kang <laughs> uh, okay anyway so i don't know i like the mobius character uh, owen wilson's playing i like that the only thing they kept from the Mark Grunewald, uh, you know, based character is the stash. <laughs> He's got the Grunewald stash from that character. And, uh... and it's so funny. I don't know. I've never read any of these. Con- I don't know anything about the TVA or that character or, or I don't know much about Kang, really. 
And then I go onto Reddit and there's a whole board full of experts who know everything about time variance authority and their appearances in the comics. Like, come on, nobody knows this stuff. Yeah, this, right. is, this is real obscure. I know you may have watched a YouTube video, but right, let's, right. let's pretend, let's not pretend we're experts. Yeah. I did have to look up uh, in one of my omnis here that apparently the girl that was like the judge or whatever. And then mm. she, you know, she was in the second episode too. Um, Ravona uh, Renslayer. Yeah, they. She's in uh, her her first appearance is Avengers twenty three, issue twenty three, and she right. is with Kang. Mm. So so I would expect her to be some sort of villainous character at some point be revealed. You know, I would think because she's a Kang related character, but not. I'm sure that will change everything about her. Like you know. We'll see. I just, I told you guys this just didn't really click with me, which I, I don't know why. I seem to be of the wrong, the wrong opinion. Everybody seems to be loving this show. It's getting the same kind of over-the-top response, like I said, on Reddit or, or any of the social media places I've looked at. I, but it just, something about it didn't work for me. And I can tell you very plainly, like, I didn't take any notes. The, mm, all yeah. the, Both these other shows... I sat there and, you know, oh, what happened? Oh, that's a great quote. Or this is important. This is a reference to that. And, like, just this show didn't have any of that. Nothing about, nothing about it was, like, important enough to me to even write down. I which think is probably I th a bad sign. <laughs> they're, they're banking a lot. Of, and <clears throat> I'm okay with this, but, like, I'm just tuning in to watch Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. Like yeah, and I, I love both those actors. I yeah. like the characters are good. Loki's a terrific villain turned anti-hero. Like I, I like everything about it. And I was really looking forward to it, but just I, I'm I'm not into the alternate reality stuff. Which I've said this next phase yeah. might be a miss for me with all the multiverse stuff, quantum verse, all this stuff. That's that's not my bag. A little goes a long way for me, and that idea of it's also blasé. Like oh, we're gonna go into a Type Seven apocalypse situation mm. or whatever it's like that that, that kind of like I said the, the drawer full of stones waving yeah. off all this big important stuff as just oh kooky day-to-day -day office office yeah. fun like i it that that just didn't click with me as something i really want to watch right now so i, I i'm not sure i get it it's that it's there's there's something about it that's a little too light-hearted i think but so again so i like the second episode better i like the idea of you know, I did like where they went into these apocalyptic situations, and, you know, and he it's like, well, what minor thing could we do? Let's whistle. Let's do it. He's like, let's tell everybody the world's. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That, that was, that was neat. And, you know, In I like the, that. I lo the big oh. reveal at the end, by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be all over everything anyway. So spoilers for episode two, but is th this is Lady Loki or is this Enchantress? Because I've well, seen both. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I read, you know, one of the. I'm sure you guys have seen also that in one some country they list her by Sylvie, which is that oh, character, okay. you know, the Enchantress character, the newer Enchantress character or whatever. So, hmm. Seems like that's what's going on. I'm sure Jordan knows more about her than mm, I do. Not really. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know it's some all sort leading... of some sort of character that was given some powers, and you know, mm. who it, knows? I don't know. It's it's all leading to Kang as the new the new number and one. Like, I, I don't know how far to... we're going to get there. Are, yeah. are we just going to keep getting a little hint? I doubt we're going to see the actor as Kang or anything, but right. I, I don't know what this is seeding for yeah. this next step. I mean, if we do see him, it's going to be just that last 10 seconds. Yeah. 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 So leading into Ant-Man and yeah, definitely something is up. You know, not everyone's on the straight and level. This, the whole uh, you know, there, there's something they're hiding there at, the, at right. the TVA, or you know, not everybody is who they say they are. Some something's gonna twist by the end. Yeah, there's some different. There, there were some obvious things they were trying to get you to know, like. I don't know what the deal was with him, with Owen, well, looking at the pen or whatever she had, 
and said she had some pen. It was like the Franklin something university or some school. And, um, just like, he's like, where'd you get that? Oh, so it was just like, what was the, I don't know what that's referring to though. Sure. It's definitely going somewhere. Mm -hmm. It was like some, something to do with something else, but it was just so blatantly (laughs) obvious. I like it. The little touch they keep doing where they have all these drinks that are, you can't get anymore. Like people have these drinks from different moments in time. Mm -hmm. You know, wasn't there, there was like a Disney drink or something in the first episode. Some, I can't, I figured you'd be all over this cliff. There was a a drink apparently that was something to do with Disney. And then there was a drink, uh, this two different drinks or something. There's one that was that in the nineties, that juice box that Richard, uh, Uh Yeah, what's I, his name? I can't remember the game. Much like Jordan, I haven't been paying. I've watched it, but I'm not paying like super close attention. I haven't went back and watched, you know, or, uh, watched it again on any of the episodes yet, um, for whatever reason. But I mean, it's likable enough for me that you know, um, if nothing else, it'll fill in some space to to the next till the next series shows up. So. Yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah, and, I, and I'm I'm judging it against the other Marvel stuff. So yeah, it's yeah. as far as just an hour of TV, it's it's delightful. It's fine. Yeah. But it just as as the next big Marvel thing, it's not hitting that spot for me. But I can see why it would. As I said, people love Loki, and he's definitely big for that the the side of fandom that is into the, the shipping and the the cosplay and you know the. the different care, you know, costume designing and fan art and that kind of stuff. Like they, he, this is a great, you know, we're going to see a lot of variations on these characters and different timelines and what if scenarios. And like, you know, like I said, the, 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 the fan fiction writers and the, that kind of stuff are going to go hog wild for this because it's, it, it's, it's going to play right into those hands. But I, my, my problem with it, I like, I saw a headline one of many headlines a couple of days after Loki confirms Coulson stayed dead after Avengers in real MCU timeline. <laughs> I do, a, I don't know what they're talking about and I wasn't going to click it because it well, was not agents of shield retcon it or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it he did. didn't. Yeah. He obviously, but they, yeah, but no, we have a real MCU timeline now Yeah. and people are going to start arguing over, well, this is, you know, Act, this confirm Mephisto confirm that kind of thing and what's real and what's not what's retcon and what's changed and that's I'm a fan of time travel to a degree but when it gets to that kind of nuts and bolts nonsense of you know oh because of this stray comment that means this movie from eight years ago now has a new context no, just stop I, I don't need I, I don't need a scalpel to dissect this this stuff right. this way I just want a fun show please yeah Hope, <laughs> hopefully that's I, I I will say that some of the simplicity that it feels like it has to it, um, they really do need to keep it as simple as they can for the mass audience and for all of our sake. We don't want to have to think too freaking hard. I liked what they did in Endgame. All of that was a was a was the way to do the time travel stuff and make it fun. And hopefully, you know, there's going to be a ton more of that and all this multiverse stuff. And there's going to be a lot of fun that's possibilities with that but they have to make it make sense and not give people too many threads to pull so we'll see what happens so far so fine the the miracle they pulled off having 20 plus movies Mm -hmm. like clockwork all intertwined could all blow up (laughs) if you want to like start changing things and tweaking things and going back and rewriting some things like uh, that's that's my worry. Uh, I, yeah. I haven't had reason to worry for a long time, but that's my only real worry through this next phase of things. But there's I said there's only six episodes. It can't be a huge. How much damage could they do? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that could be part of the reason we're moving fast, and he's already he became an agent and then betrayed the agency in the span of you know half an hour. So. Yeah, I li- I like that twist at the end there where he went through the door and stuff, mm-hmm. and we. And that's not what we were expecting. We were thinking he's right. going to be going around with Owen Wilson doing what they did the first part of that episode. So I like this jacket. This variant one. Yeah, they. I think the day that episode premiered, they already had a walk around 
um, Loki character in Disneyland wearing the variant jacket. That's cool. Yeah, so that's cool for Disney because usually they're behind. Right. It. Like for they'll once, come out. Okay, now now we'll have you know have somebody uh, a year after their movie came mm-hmm. out, they can show yeah. up at the park. Always playing catch up. Oh no, Perlmutter won't let him. They got to go to Universal. Perlmutter. so so yeah what else well speaking while we're on disney plus shows i did finish up just last night been meaning to do it for a while but um i don't think we ever really talked about uh uh, the mighty ducks remake uh the mighty ducks colon game changers um but it was a cute series. They brought back Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez, the Mighty Duckman. I swear to God, I was there. Of course you were. You were the one who yelled the Breakfast Clever's name. I was like, Emilio! <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. And um, added Lauren Graham from, like, Gilmore Girls and all that. Um, and all new kids. So, uh, set in present day well, years. The, the kids would be in their forties now, so hopefully they're all right. Well, they actually brought back a big. <laughs> That'd be chunk. great. They were all still in school. <laughs> yeah, they never graduated. They all hey, became. Hey, coach, when's practice? Yeah, they're all they're all pro. Yeah, city, uh, kids' city league. They're they, they've been kicking these kids' asses every year. <laughs> we're all at the same skill level, Jim. <laughs> So uh, they did bring back the uh, most of the kids from the original series um, for an episode, which was fun, and uh, to, to see what Gordon Bombay was up to in a Ducks reunion type of thing. Um, but the basic premise is Bombay is nowhere to be found. The Ducks are now the premier team in the state, um, and they're all they're like the Hawks were in, in the original movie. They're, they're all the rich kids with the lawyer and doctor parents who force their kids to play hockey because it looks good on their college uh, resume and they win state titles. They take all the fun out of it. So that's the basic premise. Uh, one kid gets cut from the team. Um, his mom decides to, that they're going to put their own team together. Uh, she gives a big speech, Lauren Graham, Names herself the coach and calls them the Don't Bothers, which is just a terrible name. They have uh, terrible logo, terrible uniforms. Everything about it is terrible. But that's the basis of the story. I think it's 10 episodes. It's actually pretty cute. It's a fun family show you can watch with your kids. Um, and everybody is fine in it. Um, it has a has a happy ending um with a callback so that's it's a good time so uh, you know family if you're looking for something to watch with your little kids then you know it's it's fine it's just as good as the original mighty ducks were um it's just tv format so so watch that and then um anything else on disney plus guys you've watched black widows coming out very soon um do we want to stick with TV or just switch over to movies right now? Well, I mean, there's still lots of TV here. We got okay. Uh, Keep going with TV. Uh, still watching the Bad Batch. I didn't watch today's episode yet, but I watched it this afternoon. Get, it well, was good. I know that the last episode I saw, they were getting back to some of the core story there, storyline, and then um, got some. I watched a new there. show. Ooh, yeah. I watched a new show called Kevin Can F Himself with uh, Annie Murphy. I think her name is mm-hmm. from Schitt's Creek. Is that yep. correct? Yep. So now she's in two shows with some questionable titles. <laughs> um, now I noticed this this isn't out on the regular network yet. It's only on the street. It's advanced. It dropped in advance on the streaming channel. So a little, yeah. a little bonus if you have the streaming channel. It's on AMC Plus, which this is... Prime Day is coming up, and they have a deal on Prime. You can get get a few different channels for ninety nine cents a month for two months. So I was like, "Well, I'm, 
I can watch this show for the next two months for a dollar ninety eight. And so I went ahead and got it and watched the opening night for that show was two episodes. So I watched both those first two episodes of it. And it is an interesting take. Uh, did you guys see what they're doing on this show? The, the the gist of it, yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of an answer to what all the sitcom wives have had to deal with. Um, oh. you know, it's always a it's always a goofball husband yeah. on a sitcom with some hot hot wife that you know just gets crapped on because she's a nag and all that you know so. There was a show, the title comes from um, that Kevin James show called Kevin Can Wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never watched it, but apparently in that show, because, uh, you know, of course, it was the King of Queens, him yeah. and Leah Remini. Leo, yeah. You know, big, big hit for years and years. Well, then he had, a, I, I'm sure he had other shows, but there was a show uh, His next few years big ago. Show. Called, yeah. was Kevin Can Wait, and he... He had, I think I may have watched five seconds of an episode and was like, nope. But uh, his wife on the first season, uh, I don't know, at the end of the they, season or beginning of the second season, they killed her off. Yeah, they killed her off and brought back Leah Remy. Yeah, well, from, they brought her King. back. I think they brought her back at the end of the season and then he had just better chemistry with her. So they were just like. They asked him why they killed this wife off and barely mentioned it. They just, mm-hmm. it was just for, they ran out of, they didn't have any good story ideas for her. So they just killed her off. And now we'll just ha- have, you know, now he's more in tune with his kids and having to go to their functions and stuff. It's just like so blase to kill her off, you know, and, and just how that type of character is treated as a crutch for a storyline. And, um, so this show was kind of inspired by that, yeah. hence the title. And she, the show starts out it out. It is a bright sitcom house. Looks very reminiscent of All in the Family, married with children. You know the couch stairs going up and all this. But uh, she just the husband. I I don't know the actor's name, but. He's like bug eyed and just like obnoxious and jokey. And I mean, it is sitcom humor. There's a neighbor guy is always there. And I think the neighbor's dad maybe is there or who knows who the dad It's somebody's dad. And uh, they're just, just constant jokey garbage. Mm. And she's the wife, you know, coming, coming in with the laundry and things. And, then she leaves the room and goes back through the swinging door into the kitchen. As soon as she goes in there, it is the aesthetic is more like breaking bad. You know, it's like dark and she accidentally smashes a mug and cuts herself. And there's a roach crawling across the floor and she stomps on. It's just all of a sudden it's like a gritty type show. And and you make the connection quickly that if it usually sticks to this, if Kevin is not in the room, yeah, it's no longer bright and sitcommy. There was one exception to that, but mo- mostly it's like if he leaves the living room, it goes dark, and all of a sudden it's gritty in there, and you're in the same room, but it, it they've just changed the whole look of it, and it's like the the neighbor lady that was jokey or whatever in there she if she walks outside outside and walks by the neighbor's house it's like smoking a cigarette on the porch <laughs> and it's like and it, you know it's just a t- it's a totally different show very dark in those moments and um i'm gonna stick with it it's like eight episodes i think but it's a it's a very interesting take i i love love the idea i don't think they're executing it as well as they could so and the episodes are too long they totally should not be hour episodes they should be half hour episodes because they, they kind of drag but um we'll see where it goes this that kind of reminded me uh betty gilpin was just on a, one of the talk shows this week uh from glow the star mm-hmm. glow she's in that new 
Prime movie, The Tomorrow War, with Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. And she was explaining that movie, and she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm Chris Pratt's wife, and he gets drafted into uh, an alien war, and he gets zapped off to war. And so I'm at home, and the movie then starts following me, dealing with losing my husband and all the stresses that go into raising my kids. Oh, I'm just kidding. That's not what the movie's about. Like, she was basically like, I have no real part in this movie. I'm just the wife who he leads. So right. I was like, wow, she's out marketing a movie <laughs> and also kind of slammed the whole idea of you know the action hero wife. I was like, way to go, Betty Gilp. <laughs> this seems like the TV version of that. That's funny. Yep. It's got, you got, yeah, this show you basically see what happens when the wife, what does the wife have to deal with the rest of the time if she really had a husband like this and neighbors and like this and everyone was obnoxious and treated her like garbage? What would she be doing in her free time? Right. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that, that earns a watch just for the, the novelty and the, the breaking the, the format that we're really using. Yeah. Well, the other thing I watched, I'll say real quick, is I did a Sopranos rewatch. I had watched it back in the day, basically with everyone else. It's the was the beginning of prestige TV, you know, a new new way new way of shows stepping it up. And I wanted to, I'd always wanted to go back and rewatch it. I had the very controversial ending, um, but I bought a book. I I bought a Breaking Bad book. Um, like a watch along episode by episode reviews collected and stuff. Um, I think this book I got was Alan Seppenwall and Matt Zoller sites just very popular TV critics in the last 15 years or so. And they had done this book for Sopranos. It's got interviews with David Chase and stuff at the end. So each episode I would stop, read the review, you know, read the thing. And I caught all kinds of stuff. I was, you know, I'm willing to admit there was a lot of stuff that I connections and themes and things through the episodes that I don't always catch, you know, some stuff I would just laugh out loud. I really like, cause I'm like actively making myself watch the next episode and go, okay, what is it? I'm going to, I want to not be surprised by the review. I want, I want to be like, I caught everything. Never, never did I catch everything. Like, so it was always neat to see what, the connections I missed or how every character in the show in the episode was dealing with the same type of thing. And I had not seen that, but it, it was, it was really fun to rewatch it with that kind of analysis as I went through it. So, and I still haven't finished the book after he went through all the seasons, there is a bunch of interviews with David chase that I want to read, but it's good. So I'm looking forward to doing that again. Sometime. I bought the mad men book. I'm going to rewatch someday of that. What's the name of that HBO show? The Carrie Coon and the, the religious the leftovers. Sh- leftovers. I did that. I back when the AV Club in its heyday did that. They did a review of every episode of all these prestige shows, and then the comment section would get 800 comments of people having these lively debates and things. So that when I watched the the leftovers. I went after every episode, read the review, and yeah. read it all, and really made me miss what the AV Club <laughs> is not that anymore. But they they have a whole lot of you know, if you watch The Wire or any of these real complicated shows, that's yeah. a great way to do it to go back and read the stuff as you're going instead of trying to cram it all in at one one sitting. Right. Yeah. It's that it was definitely easier to do that instead of like okay, I've seen the whole show now. What was the analysis? Now? Yeah. It's definitely fun. Hmm. Well, the uh, much, I checked uh, out the. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say the much anticipated Dave uh, season two for us. Mm. That was a biggie for us. Uh, I just watched those last night. Episodes one and two dropped uh, the first week, and mm. <laughs> I mentioned to you guys. I've, I've after watching those, I was completely depressed, um, <laughs> much like Dave. So I don't know. What did I you guys... get depressed because I. It shows me how little I I'm into like current pop culture, even though I do like pop culture podcast. Like yeah. all these guest stars, I don't I never recognize anyone on that show. Mm. Right. Like the girls in the pool, I didn't know that was a Kardashian and a a, a Bieber or somebody. Like I don't know any of these people that are <laughs> these real hip people that are having cameos on this show. The rappers right. and the musicians, yeah. I don't recognize any of them. Yeah, I watched these episodes. Cooper had not watched season one. 
But uh, I turned it on when he was in the room and he sat there and watched the first two episodes and he was kind of, he was pointing, you know, cause I don't, I might recognize them or the name if they say it, but I don't immediately yeah. like pick up on it. Like yeah. I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. That's who that was. But he was calling yeah, once out, the credits run. I'm like, Oh, I recognize that name, but I can't, yeah. I can't put a face. There. Yeah. Cooper was calling people out as it was happening. Uh, and it actually kind of helped me in some of those scenes. Yeah. Um, then he wanted to try to, he's like, Oh yeah, little Dicky, I've been watching him since like he came out on YouTube and I'm like, I know that's the premise of the show, but basically, but he was giving me like his whole experience without ever watching the show. So, mm. so that was interesting, but, but yeah, I mean, man, what a, what a bummer start. Um, <laughs> As I like that they, it. but you could tell at the end of that second episode that they knew, knew they found out that episode nine was yep. such, had such an impact that they had to bring that back around. Yeah. And the first time, like the first time he played this, I was like, Oh, don't do that. Don't bring <laughs> it back up. You know, don't just yeah. let it be. It was a wonderful moment. Don't ruin it. <laughs> But then by the end of the episode, I was like, okay, I saw what they did there. And it kind of brought it back, you know, brought the whole thing full circle of what he was trying to, you know, recreate or whatever. So good stuff. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. I'm just over here twisting nips, bro. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Gata. Gata is the, the scene stealer of every, yeah, every yeah, episode. Yeah. <laughs> they get pretty graphic. I'm, I'm, they do. He just like looking. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, they were just gonna just show anything." Yeah, nothing is off it's the fun. table, and that table may have a hole cut in it. So yeah, not anymore. He's got contraptions. Yeah, he's he's and, went you know. he's went robotic. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, okay. What else you got there, Jordan? I uh, just going to say the, the Netflix series Sweet Tooth had debuted the day we recorded the last. So I had a chance to watch all 10, oh, no, sorry, eight episodes. They're all about 40, 45 minutes each. Some stories start at the beginning. Ours begins here. came first the hybrids or the virus but that question would become the biggest mystery of our lifetime this is a story about a very special boy a boy we come to know as Sweet Tooth. This is the DC slash Vertigo series by Jeff Lemire. Uh, it's a little boy who was born, they call him hybrids. He has like deer antlers and little deer ears. And it could be poor timing. It's about a virus that escapes a lab. And at the same time, these hybrids are start starting to be born. So all the babies being born are part animal. So they don't know, did this virus cause the hybrids? Or they want to believe the hybrids caused the virus. They want to blame the hybrids for doing this. So the hybrids are being hunted. They want to, be ex they want to ex experiment on them to kind of cure this virus. So it's kind of a dark premise. It is a post-apocalyptic sort of series. But it's also... I mean, there's a little bit of violence and a little bit of language, but it's more of, it's almost like a family show. It's, it's this little boy has to go out on a quest. He's looking for his mom. He's never left home before because it's too dangerous to go anywhere with the, these antlers. He can't blend in anywhere. And the main, the main little kid is, is pretty good in the series. He's very, I think someone says he's got hope coming out of every pore. So he is just an optimist. He doesn't understand the dangers of the world. So he has a real bright, you know, why can't we save the day? Why can't we find my mom? Why can't we get out of this situation? So he hooks up with a guy who has uh, seen the dark side of the world. So they have to kind of, he has to protect the kid, but the kid's bringing out the, 
the protective father figure and the big man he's called. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was really strong. The effects, I don't the, the little hybrid babies weren't great. <laughs> they were like it just looked like fur patches glued on some of the kids. Like the, the, the effects, the, the practical effects were not great with a lot of the kids. But there's one little, he was like a groundhog kid that everybody's gone crazy for. So hmm. Bobby was his name. So he is the breakout star, this cute little, he just wears like Oshkosh overalls. He's just a little groundhog boy. So I, I think it's worth a watch. Um, I, I've never read the comic, so I don't know where it's going. But I, I, I thought the first ep- eight eight episodes are pretty strong. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I have not watched that. Uh, I did watch a couple real quick movie. Well, one real quick movie. Uh, Disney Plus Raya and the Last Dragon is free to watch for everybody. Um, so I did finish it up last night. It took me took me a couple weeks to actually uh to to watch the whole thing. Watched it in pieces, but um, it's good enough. I didn't love uh, the first half of the movie. thought it was kind of slow. It was kind of convoluted. Um, it's They're trying to do... You know, it's a fantasy story, but it's almost... You know, it's like set in a real, centuries ago, basically. But yet, they're, the re- it was kind of like Tangled. They were trying to do modern references almost. And I don't know. It, that... It wasn't doing it for me until the very, you know, probably three-fourths into the movie. Thought the ending was pretty great. They brought it home. Um, as far as that goes, I don't want to give a whole lot away about it. But it involves a, a fictitious land um, that had been saved by dragons at one point. Um, the dragons basically sacrifice themselves to save the people. And then, of course, people are terrible and they do nothing but fight amongst themselves and don't help each other out um, to, uh, you know, and they have to figure out how to do that again. So, uh, but as far as Disney movies goes, it's fine. It's just, I don't know. I didn't think it was quite up to uh, up to their standards, but it's probably still better than most animated movies. Um, and then finally, I, I gotta bring it up, guys, and I know you guys probably didn't watch it, but HBO Max is, uh, as well as in theaters, in the Heights, um, it's absolutely wonderful. Let me just listen to my block. It's quiet. Usually the one train's up there screeching. There's so much stuff going on. Just got me thinking about all the people I care about the most. There's a breeze off the Hudson Just when you think you're sick of living here The memory floods in The morning light off the fire escapes The nights in Bender Park Blasting big pun tapes It's a story of a block that was disappearing Once upon a time In a faraway land called Washington Heights Who's gonna notice we're going? Say it so it doesn't disappear Washington Heights! Look who's home. Bad changes happening on the block since you've been at school. When it came to dreams, we had to keep scraping by. Ice cold piragua. Silly when we get into these crazy hypotheticals. You really want some bread, then go ahead, create a set of goals. I pick a business school and pay the entrance fee. And maybe if you're lucky, you'll stay friends with me. They used to say, you work hard, you live by the rules, and things will come, and those things will heal you. I'm not gonna sit here and give you some fairy tale. Ignore anyone who doubts you. Cause this place, this is it. I just wanna see a whole world through our eyes. Let's go! Go show them who we are. Today's all we got, so we cannot stop. This is our block! It's it's probably it very well could be my favorite movie of the year. Um I've watched it a couple times already. It's two and a half about two and a half hours long. That's how I heard it was really long. 
It's, every every reviewer I've heard said it was too long. Well, um, I know the book. I mean, I know the book. Uh, the people have said it's very massive as a story that it, you know that the, he based the the Broadway production on. So this is Lin Manuel Miranda, his big first initial hit. Um, I think he started when he was in college, at like nineteen years old, with this project. He was and in The Sopranos, by the way. All in Manuel <laughs> Miranda. Didn't notice him the first time, but he was, <laughs> um, showed up in there. Yeah, so this he started doing this like in 2005. This was his big, huge, you know, being discovered moment. Um, on got brought it to Broadway, won a ton of um, Tony Awards, and then I think set a record for Tony Awards. It's all. Um, it's about a neighborhood in New York, Washington Heights, that is that is um, slowly disappearing. You know, it's it, uh, it's full of Latin heritage from people from the Dominican Republic, people from uh, Cuba, Jamaica, Puerto Rico, all over the Caribbean. And um, he originally started in the Broadway production. Uh, in this movie, uh, Anthony Ramos from Hamilton, um, he takes the leading role. He plays. I am Snobby, and you probably never heard my name. Reports of my fame are greatly exaggerated. Exactly. Um, the main character in it that Lynn Manuel Miranda played in the play, and and you can immediately tell he wrote the music for it. He wrote it for himself. Um, it, a lot of the songs have a very, you know, they, it predates Hamilton, but you can definitely, uh, connect the dots between the two and the style. Um, just, you know, cause he wrote it for himself. To I'm not going to connect the dots. Right. Right. <laughs> so, um, no, that was good. Don't, don't check your head. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just worried because I saw this headline the other day. I had to relook up how Lin-Manuel Miranda went from cool to corny. Hmm. Over the past four years, the star musical composer has become a symbol of millennial cringe. <laughs> I was really That's... worried. Why is Gen Z TikTok turned on Hamilton star? Oh, Teens on TikTok have begun mercilessly mocking the Pulitzer Prize winning playwright. And I thought, what has he done? Is he going to get canceled? Is something going to go wrong? But then, relax. It's mostly down to Miranda's cringe-inducing, lip-biting selfies. <laughs> So the kids today are dragging wow. Lin Manuel for these these uncouth selfies. Wow. So, well, there his was... train might be over. This might be his last hurrah, guys. So just enjoy and when life Gen Z, it. when Gen Z TikTok turns on, yeah. yeah. He said Chuggy. I'm going to use a term the, the kids use. That sounds like a villain that should have shown up on the costume list. <laughs> Gen Z TikTok. I will just say I don't want to give much away about it. Um, it's got a lot of people talking. It's a beautiful movie to watch. The I might watch it. The that director... was another late night bit. Uh, the Seth Meyers did one of his his Latina writers. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, she has a review, and it cut her, and she was just bawling. Yeah, it's like it's so beautiful. <laughs> they ate flan. Like she couldn't even like there. She couldn't even describe why, but it was just like that idea of just seeing that representation and just yeah. a joyful celebration. And it doesn't matter what the story is, and the you know, the crit critics the critic take doesn't matter on this. I, I just I remember did. the trailer trailers coming out for that and West Side Story. Spielberg's came out around the same time, and yeah. I, I was like, the Spielberg trailer was a billion times more interesting to me. Like, I can't wait. I like West Side Story, but I I can't wait to see his version of it because I mean, just like it was kind of epic the way the trailer was cut. I, and then in the I watched in the Heights trailer. I was like, Ugh. I I actually um, saw an, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda in an interview, kind of addressing. I think it was him addressing that kind of thing, the fact that for the past fifty years, uh, the Latino culture on Broadway has just been, it has been exactly that, and it had not progressed, and they were still doing the same bits with guys and you know, gang members holding knives and snapping fingers and, and nothing has been done since then. And he's kind of gotten a lot of, he got a lot of praise when this came out because he addressed that. And, and he, he showed way more actually about their culture. Um, 
and giving you know a, a much more diverse uh, representation of it, and even but even he got had but to then, apologize. Yeah, he well it wasn't diverse enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's almost like you can't do anything right. Um, but yeah, then he then there was some some criticism about you know the lack of Afro Latino representation in this movie. And he and he has he taken did a, zero selfies. He has taken right. zero selfies that address that. Concern. Right. <laughs> but he he actually he did a uh, he did an interview on the Daily Show with Trevor Noah and kind of addressed it. He asked him straight up about it, and I thought he gave a pretty good. You know, he owned it. He didn't deny it. He said, "Yeah." He said, "I'm sure that's probably true. Um, I have to do better, and from here on out, and that's all I can do is just acknowledge it." you know, try and try and be better than that and, and move on from it. And I was like, well, you know, I, I, I how can you criticize that? He owned up to no, it. Well, that's so, the, that's yeah. the whole thing. That's any, any kind of cancel culture and stuff. If it, it's like all the obvious way to handle it and deal with it. Right. Is mm-hmm. if there's something that was a problem, just apologize yeah. for it and try to do better. And it's right. like, so many people are scared to do that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, he's just such a, t- t- for me, he's such a likable guy. He seems like, you know, he, he is obviously has some sort of genius to him, w- whether it's been Hamilton or this, or, you know, we've seen him do other projects like even Disney's Moana. He did the music for He's wonderful. Um, and then Spanish. he's got, What's Sopranos? Of course, all his work in Sopranos as a bellboy. Everybody knows him from that. Um, But then he has that new Andrew Garfield, that Tick Tick Boom he directed coming out. That's getting a lot of hype. So I have, I've talked about him before. I'm obviously a fan. I like his work. Um, He plays a minor role in this movie. Um, Some comic relief. He does bring in. Uh, some of the original cast, Christopher Jackson, who played Washington and Hamilton, had originally played Benny in the in 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 the Heights. Um, he comes back, plays Mister Softy, uh, the rival to the Shave Ice guy, uh, the Ice Cream Man. Um, extra credit scene. Uh, Professor there. Pig there. No, no Professor Pig. But um, I, I honestly I can't say enough good things about it. Uh, my my son and I, Cooper and I, watched it together. He stayed up. To, we were up to like 1130. He had to get up early in the next morning. He's like, I have to watch the end of this. Everybody else went to bed. Um, and then Carly and I watched it together. She absolutely loved it. One real quick thing. She's a big Hamilton fan. Um, I think I've talked about that before. She was in, went with some friends to Washington, D.C. last weekend. And uh, to do some some fun, celebrate uh, the end of eighth grade, going into high school trip with her friends and a couple parents and they did, you know, they, they went to do some touristy stuff, see the memorials and the monuments and all that stuff. But, uh, on the last day before they came home, they stopped at Mount Vernon and, um, and, and toward Washington's home and all that. And let me tell you guys, only my kid, only my kid comes home with her own damn fig tree from Mount Vernon. The scripture says, Everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree And no one shall make them afraid They'll be safe in the nation we've made I want to sit under my own vine and fig tree A moment alone in the shade And you guys might not get that reference, but Hamilton fans will. Um, There's Washington's farewell dress in the song. Uh, Washington sings and dresses, you know, about uh, getting his own. Everyone should get their own fig tree and sit under their own vine. And my damn kid came home with a fig tree from from Washington's house. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, was that the work going on in your yard this week? Planting, planting a tree? <laughs> no, no, that wasn't the work going on in on my yard this week. Um, we're, we haven't planted. She's taking care of it, but we haven't planted it yet. We haven't picked a spot yet, so. Um, but definitely pretty awesome stuff. Uh, I would go see it in theaters. I watched it at home on my, on, you know, our big TV here, but, and it was great. 
Um, it's got to be great in theaters, though. What an experience. Uh, if you liked anything about Hamilton, you're, you're going to find something you're going to like about In the Heights. And that's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I got, then. <laughs> so. Well-oiled machinery that yes, we have. Indeed. In I think the, the storm has passed. I'm not hearing the thunder anymore. Hopefully we escape the worst of it. And we'll be back when skies are brighter. <laughs> Is that a line? That, that could no, be a line for a musical, right? No. It could be, but it's not. I get, I, <laughs> trees are figures. You don't know every musical. It could be <laughs> some musical you haven't heard. It sounds more like Sesame Street. I'm trying to think of the theme song to The Sopranos. I can't think of it now. Oh, I, I will say this: get a gun, get a gun. it should have been higher on yeah. our list because yeah. I watched, I st- just watched the beginning a million times when I, on this rewatch because it's so good. I'm thinking it must have got beat out by something with an original, you know, a more for the show. I can't remember what beat it out, but it's a good song. So check us out our next episode. Check out Nick Cage fight. Late night cage fight. Late night cage fight. I knew that. It's late. <laughs> check out source material from Jesse Starcher. He's been playing a bunch of classic episodes. We went out and re-edited mm-hmm. you know, some source material. Classic. Maybe if you missed them the first time around. Good on him. For Listen doing to Dueling that. Ogres. Thanks to Brandon for his comment on the Facebook page. Yep. Who, he said he wished we would have gotten second place in the voting, which is the nicest thing they've ever said about us. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, support your local podcaster. Give them a listen. Give them a download. Give them a comment. Which is the nicest thing <laughs> they've ever said about us. Hey, wow. we are good frenemies, and we'll be back soon. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. The hesitation. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udamwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show, Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udamwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share. <laughs>